0: Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast This is Liminality, and I'm Ellie, your host And this is the first time I record this on camera And I'm really excited about this It's a new year, 2023, and we're doing things differently We're trying new things And I'm excited about this So in this podcast, I wanted to start it off With talking about the year this is going to be and my word for the year, and not making excuses for what I feel I need to do. and also listening to what other people have to say. So this came out really abruptly, but there's something I'm trying for this episode specifically, is to not stop while I'm recording. I think there's something genuine about doing that, and I think, I know we live in a society where everything is edited, and there's always this line between what we know to be private and what we know as a public domain thing and i want to see if we can blur the lines a little bit In the church i go to the branding we're using for this season is very unfiltered and it makes me think a lot about how we try to hide things that we all see the same way and by that i mean Why do we try to make something picture perfect when we are all seeing the dirt on the other side? I can try to like build the the highlight of my Instagram (laughs) account, all of those highlights, as if that is my reality when it's not. But what if we actually changed that and we made our life those things? That it was no longer a picture perfect filtered life but that actually our life by itself was beautiful and that it didn't even need filter that that it was beautiful by itself it's something that reminds me of when people use filters on social media and when people don't and you can tell that so many times a filter makes things so much worse and uh, it reminds me of that era of like 2013 instagram and you see all of these old photos with those frames that those vignettes and those like purple toned filters no no we're not doing that we're not doing that <laughs> and it makes me think just how so many times we just make that to and do that to things that are beautiful about our lives and we miss the beauty of what we have and the essence of our uniqueness whether that's in our own personal life or how we look or whatever we... Maybe what we do. And maybe we erase that or diminish that by trying to make it something else. And in the effort of making it something else, it becomes ruined. But I was talking about this because we were talking about words for the year. And my word for the year is confidence. But something happened. So I've been talking with a lot of people. And I love to talk with people about what their word of the year is. And... How can you envision a vision (laughs) and a mission for the year and make it happen? And I think it's important to visualize that and see it and conceptualize that so that then you can take action. Of course, it doesn't mean anything if you're just creating ideas or thinking about things and then not doing anything at all. But, but, what if you actually did something that could change things up? Anyway, so I woke up this morning and i thought it was gonna be this super sunny day here where i live i was convinced it was gonna be sunny it was gonna be beautiful and it wasn't and i had this whole idea in my head that i'm gonna go on this walk because i had a challenge for myself that i'm still doing gratefully and thankfully to do something new every day I did something new the day before and the day before and it was something that was bringing me so much joy and meaning that I thought why not? Like let's do it. I want to do th- I want to go to this lake and I want to walk around and bring my journal and write some things down, read a book. And the moment I'm going to leave my house and I had my blinds down, so that's why I didn't realize it's raining, like crazy raining, and I see the weather, says, and it says 100% rain, the, the least um, possible probability in my head that it was going to rain, it's exactly what happened, like it was exactly the opposite of what I was envisioning, exactly the opposite circumstance, and that's what happened, and I said, well, I'm not going to let this stop me, I'm going to do it, still. So, so I just decided to change my route, and I thought, well, I'd rather just go to a place where I'm covered, so I can take a, do a walk, and then go to a cafe, and then sit down there and do those things. We adapt. So I did that, and I was on my walk, and there's a point to this story. That's why I'm saying it. But I was walking and I just started realizing how beautiful the rain was and the smell of the rain and so many things. And how this was not something I did usually because where I live it doesn't really rain usually. And I continued on my walk. Then my feet got swamped by water because it was raining so much. Like the water was like a river in the street. I don't know what was going on there, but it was a river and my feet were swamped <laughs> in the water. But still, I w- I said, I'm not going to let this stop me, so I kept on going. I made it to the cafe and I finished my book that I planned on reading and I thought about some things, listened to a podcast, and then I went back home. Well, the point of all of this was several things. So many times in life, there are going to be things that are going to look exactly the opposite of what you you envisioned. You might have had a plan for your life, something that you want to accomplish, something that you want to achieve, but the circumstance that presents in front of you, the context that you have to work with, might be exactly the opposite of what you need to achieve what you want to achieve. And so many times we hear in popular culture, like, no, you you have exactly what you need, all those things. And then we confuse it with the idea that, oh, no, then everything is going to be laid out perfectly for me. Then there's not going to be any obstacles and there's not going to be anything to stop me. And I think so many times then when we see things that are contrary to what we want to achieve or that might be a hindrance to them, we excuse ourselves and use it as an excuse to not do what we wanted to do and we say like well it's not possible you know it's raining how am I gonna get to the other side how am I gonna go on a walk it's raining you know how am I gonna go to work it's raining what (laughs) and then you can take that into every single area of your life like what are you using as an excuse for something that you wanted to achieve previously. And it makes me think of several things. So the first thing is that thing. The context is not going to be what you want it to be necessarily. You might have a moment in life when that is it. But I think even in those moments, it's not even something as fulfilling to achieve because it's just set up for you. You just like go check the box and do it, you know? But I think there's something about Okay, the context wasn't what it had to be, but you actually wanted to do it and achieve it and you went for it and you did it, which builds up so much strength, character, endurance and resilience. And those words can just be thrown at you in every single TikTok of self-help or any book that you hear or read about leadership or anything, but I think there's something and a power in those words in this context. The resilience of being able to adapt and adjust in that circumstance when things were not in your favor and are in the favor of what you wanted to achieve. And I'm just, if you're watching this video, I'm literally playing with my hair so much. I don't know what to do with it. It's the first time that I do this <laughs> recording and it's kind of funny. Um, but yes, we were talking. Uh, and I think, okay, so that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about. So many times we use our context or our environment as an excuse for what we had envisioned. So the next question I would have for you and for me and for everyone is where are your visions and your intentions and what you want, your desires grounded in? Where are they rooted in? Because when you're... And how much are they rooted? Because when you have something, a belief, um, an idea, a vision that is grounded and rooted in a core foundational belief in something that's unshakable, in something that is actually sustainable and something that you actually care about, it's a priority for you, but how do i it's something that actually drives you forward then it, no matter what the context is you are going to show up and you're going to you're going to to go to the other side even if it takes everything away from you it will give you so much more back and i was thinking about this so what are my own beliefs what are my own priorities where are my actions and choices uh, rooted in or even my intentions because so many times we take someone's choice and we isolate it from their intention or from their own heart or what they would have wanted for their lives and all of those things and I don't take any bs at all at all I don't take any bs I'm like I see someone's choice I see my own choices and I know where the intention was I know where that came from. And I think, of course, there's all of this space that should exist for grace. I need grace so many times. There's been so many times that (laughs) I've needed someone to to forgive me, to come and hand me their hand, give me their hand and, and get me back up. I've needed so many times of just patience, people being patient with me. And... I will continue to need them probably tomorrow and the next day. And I think that there is, there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in being held accountable and there's a beauty in being helped out, in, after that accountability. But there's also a foundational thing there, foundational core um, factor and agent, and that's honesty. Honesty. Honesty with yourself. Honesty with others. Honesty with your intentions, with your choices. And so many times when we just decide to isolate our intentions from our choices, then we are actually lying to ourselves. Because all of our choices come from that place of our intentions are and where our intentions are coming from. And then you could go deeper and say, what is feeding those intentions? And what happened when you were five? But I think at the same time, we need to think, okay, what are you responsible for right now? And every every single choice that you're making, analyze it, see without going crazy, you know? But think about are these actions, are these choices aligned with my intention? Are these choices aligned with my values, with my priorities, with what, what I want? And if you don't like the word intention, you, you can just you can just go somewhere else. <laughs> no, if you don't like the word intention, and there's, again, the whole thing, like so many words can mean a lot of different things in different contexts. And it might be, it, they, they might be mis- either misleading or, Or just too used that they lose all value. The same thing with um, strategy. My brother, um, without throwing him under the bus right here, but he doesn't like the word strategy because he thinks it's overused. So many people use it, it just lost all value. Because if anyone and everyone is using it without any sense of actual purpose or context, it loses value. So the same thing, maybe if you don't want to use intention, you can choose priorities or your vision, your mindset, your goals, your beliefs, anything that's inside of you. I would put it, because this podcast is called Liminality, your subliminal being, your subliminal perception of life is it aligned with your preliminal perception and then you will see the connect between what's really inside of you, what you've allowed to be rooted inside of you, and the result of your actions and that's something i want to tap into right now (laughs) and it just came so naturally i was like yes we're gonna talk about this what have you allowed to permeate your soul your mind your body everything who you are that is now so subliminal subliminal to who you are subliminally rooted in you it has even affected your essence and and changed who you are in ways that you don't even know because it's so deeply rooted now and what are those things that are actually taking control of your choices that you've allowed in I was thinking about this thing because you know when suddenly in life there's a million things happening and you're like, how the heck did this happen? How did this person that I knew when I was 10 or maybe 15 or maybe 20 did this thing? Like how so-and-so thing? Or maybe I'm reading a book and something very tragic happens and someone does something really not, not cool, you know? And then you're like, this, is, this was not okay. I don't know how that person who seemed really normal did that. And I love to think about that when those things happen because I go into this whole philosophical route of what is evil, who are we, how do we end up there, how does this happen, how do we control this, what controls us and all of those different routes. And I can't just summarize things or simplify things into one general answer. It just doesn't work for me. So I go down all of this route. And I was thinking about it because something similar to this in <laughs> those lines happened. And actually several things. And it's funny how it happens all at the same time. But anyways, uh, and when I was thinking about it, I thought of just the idea of someone living their lives as if there's no sense of authority as the as if they can do whatever they want to do but then it comes out from this place that their own intentions are not really uh, based or a reflection of the truth like what they want for their life and there's two layers to it what they want for their life is not based on something sustainable and it's not based on some kind of truth or anything that is actually foundational. It's just... It's a reaction to something that happened. Or it's some kind of reaction. But it's distorted. Truth. Is, um, Which ends up not being foundational. Because nothing can be sustained with it in the long term. Okay. So something happened. It got cut. Or I, I just did something wrong. And we're here again. We're back at this. But... Talking about that philosophical rant on good and evil, it reminded me of this political philosopher that I love, and she's called Hannah Arendt, and she has this whole theory about the banality of evil, and how so many times eh, we end up doing things that are not necessarily good, maybe destructive, even just evil. Just because other people around us are doing it, so it becomes this mass activity, and it becomes a mechanic way of doing things that takes away all all sense of wrong of wrongdoing, as if we become ha- machines. That would be the word, as if we become machines in this in this whole autonomous system, and that's how she talked about the Holocaust. And it's something really, really delicate. But I think she approached it really well as a Jew herself. And yeah, I think that's something to think about. But we're talking about this year and (laughs) not going down philosophical rants. So I've been hearing a lot of people talk about flow this year. Flow and ease and just living a year of ease. Of things being natural and things flowing. And I was thinking about that because... So for me, my year word or my word for the year is confidence. And I've said that and I know it for a fact that I've had so many problems and issues last year for not having confidence or for not being confident enough. and Even in things you wouldn't even expect this because so many times confidence is seen wrongly as if it was arrogance but it's not really that when it's actually true confidence and with that said I wanted to say this there's so many things even not knowing what I wanted to buy in a grocery store or not being sure of myself or not knowing myself enough or not being sure if I liked someone or not so many things in my lack of confidence Created so many problems and entangled issues and entangled emotions that paralyzed me. And what if we lived a year where nothing paralyzes you? You are confident in the choices that you make. And you might be wrong. You might, like, you are absolutely going to do things wrong. Don't be so arrogant that you consider yourself to not be able to do things wrong. You're going to do things wrong. But take it with the most natural ease ever. That you do something wrong, but it doesn't stop you. You do something wrong, but you have the confidence to approach it with honesty. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the people around you. And so I think there's something, there's a power in honesty. um, And there's a power in confidence, which is grounded. Confidence is never elevated ego. And confidence is never um, deep-rooted self-loathing. Confidence is grounded, grounded and steady, is solid and immovable, and it's something that changes things in your life. And that's my word for the year. But I loved talking with all of these people and friends about flow and ease, and I hadn't even thought about it. But it felt so natural to talk about it, especially with my word being confidence, because I thought, wow, when you're confident, then you can have ease. You can have flow, things go natural, things move naturally because you move in step with the ch- intention that you have. Your choices are aligned with your own goals and beliefs and priorities with your heart and what with you, with what you want and not being moved or swayed by what other people think or what you think other people think. And it actually creates this momentum and this flow for you to move in it changes things, it changes things, and we're yet to discover more about it, because this is the beginning of the year, and my year of confidence, and it's interesting, so I went uh, to a class, what class, I went to a Barry's Bootcamp class, maybe yesterday, was it, yeah, it was yesterday, yesterday, okay, so that was, that was great, that was funny, you realize your lack of physical capacity when you go into one of those classes and that's one thing about a lack of confidence that I'm realizing now too when you're not confident you will not put yourself in environments that you think you might fail at because you cannot face the failure but when you are living in confidence even if you are not fully confident you're like i'm still growing in confidence no no when you're actually embodying that word then you will show up in environments when you know like i might fail but i'm gonna show up still and i'm gonna i'm gonna discover who i truly am i'm gonna be honest with myself and then i'm gonna move forward and, and progress in those things that I'm lacking in, because here's the thing, so, okay, if I don't put myself in those rooms, if you don't put yourself in those environments, then you will just never know, you will just, you're basically living in denial, you might be, and I'm gonna put some personal examples, so, I've been working out, five to six times a week sometimes four times a week if there's been like something happening for more than two years straight consistently and I used to work out before that already but I had another routine but I, I, I've I been doing that so it was like I'm that person you know I know how to do this I do this I have my dumbbells at home I do this consistently I have a plan. I write everything down. And I'm this disciplined person that has physical capacity and strength and shows up. And I work out every day. You know, when those people, like, aka me, say, I work out every day. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, look at you. So here's the thing. I could stay stuck in that mantra or in that vision of myself and be like well I do this but then internally be like uh but I'm not confident enough to show up to those classes what if I'm not good enough whatever thing what if whatever the same thing with someone weighing themselves in a scale a scale of anything and this is funny because I heard someone say that their word for the year was scale and it's just interesting because it's just making me think right now of what scales are you so afraid to weigh yourself in whatever it is, I'm not talking just about weight, I'm talking about anything that are limiting you or paralyzing you because you don't have the confidence to face it, which inherently goes back to that place of you not being able to be honest with yourself and living in denial. And I think, of course, that traces back to humility, but I think there's a power in that and there's something to be talked about in that situation, scenario, about how confidence is so much about honesty. That is intricately connected, or how we say that word, connected to integrity. Integrity, integrity, full-on integrity. Who are you in secret? And who are you in public? And so many times we talk about this concept of integrity just as as that, as face value, like who you are in your house and who you are in the streets. But I think there's another layer to this that I'm realizing right now for my own personal life and it's who you are in your own internal world and things that it's not even like what people see or what you see in your like room but things that are deeply rooted that are paralyzing you or keeping you from certain things or making you and be swayed more in the direction of certain choices that you're allowing internally it's interesting to think about when we take inventory about a inventory of our place our room our, our home where we live in and thinking about okay is my space cluttered is it not what things do I have do I need to buy this do I need to get rid of this or maybe I think, well, I have so much trash in my place, I might as well go, you know, toss it out. But we don't really think a lot about taking inner inventory. And I know at the same time, you might have heard this over and over again take inventory of your inner world, you know, take out those roots of bitterness. But what I would say is this that. You need these things, these simple things, as confidence. You need to take inventory of your inner world, of anything that is inside of you, the the world of your thoughts, everything that that is then tangible inside of you, and. You need to toss out the trash and that is my take on that. Take out the trash because it's intoxicating everything inside of you. And if you're not honest about your situation internally, then you're never going to be able to grow and you're never going to be able to get to the places you want to get to. You might get a dash of it. You might live in the illusion of, a possibility and the denial of daydreaming but you will never become the person who you want to become and let's bring some hope here because i think you can become the person you want to become you can envision that and become that but it all starts with being honest with yourself asking yourself those questions where are you at what kind of person you want to be what habits do you want to have what beliefs do you want to embody you cannot live all your life just ranting and saying well I believe this and I'm this and I'm that and so and so thing but then you're nothing of that because if you are not living a life that actually aligns with that then no matter what you're speaking or saying it doesn't really matter and you can go for a little while with that facade, with that fake image that you're something. But at the end of the day, everyone will see what, it, what actually is going on. And it doesn't really even matter if everyone else sees it. But are you even aware of it yourself? And that's something that I was thinking of right now, just thinking of anyone who has done something, whether it's in your life, um, whether it's friends, or maybe in your church life or anything your workspace that is very unexplainable or unexpected. Most of all, unexpected. Even brands, like the thing that happened with Balenciaga uh, recently of the, the the sexual things and, ch- and children and all of those things. Another, another story, but all of those things are unexpected to us, but I, from the outside. But think about how many times that is something unexpected for someone, for them, when it's them, the the, pe- the person who has done it. And I think about it because there's this fine line of like, I know everyone has responsibility for their actions, but I think there's also this layer of someone not being honest with themselves and thinking and believing for themselves the lie that there's something else. And then they end up doing something that they didn't even know they were capable of. And I think this happens throughout centuries and years and lifetimes of humanity. But as it's, at the same time as that can happen with someone doing something terrible and horrific and inhumane, the same thing can happen with someone who is actually doing pretty well internally. And that's something that I want to say to end up and talking about confidence and all of this and how you're setting yourself up for the year that you you might be doing great okay you your year might have been going great you might have been doing some great wins you're exactly where you need to be but you're not attributing yourself that and I've been there and I think I'm still like transitioning from that it's pretty recent <laughs> that mindset but I just had that thought of how so many times you are lying to yourself you're doing great stop beating yourself up thinking what are you beating yourself up for it's like if you're beating your child when they are doing great like there's they didn't do anything wrong like nothing maybe like they spilled a little water and then you're beating them up like what are you doing you know and that just makes me think of when we keep on doing that and believing that lie, we end up eroding what's actually good inside of us. And it paralyzes us, especially when you want to do things well. And it keeps you in that place of, no, I can't move. And that perfectionism, which is basically, it's a lie. And it's, I think, perfectionism, as someone who has considered herself as a perfectionist, all her life, well, not all, all my life, most of my life, That is just literally what keeps you from living life. And it keeps you from having fun in life. And there's something that I wanted to mention here that my therapist told me. She said, your perfectionism is not really a personality trait of yours. And this might just be me, but she said, it's more of a psychological reaction to your childhood and things and that were imposed on you as possible. If you think everything is possible and that you're capable of doing everything, then you are supposed to live to that standard. Whatever whatever standard that you have set for yourself or someone else has set for you, maybe even society. I mean, nowadays with TikTok and all these things that mm, <laughs> all the standards are there. You can you could be anything. And when you're continuously trying to strive for that perfectionism of being that, then you end up not being anything at all and you, you stay stuck there. But it's just a reaction and you can actually start to live a life that is proactive and not reactive in confidence and ease and flow. So I'm going to end this episode here because, well, you just started hearing the horns outside. I don't know if you heard it, but it's raining and all of these things. And I think it's been a good talk. It's been a good talk. I am really excited for these episodes and all of these podcasts, recording. And I wanted to start doing this too because I realized, okay, I see so many people that I listen to their podcasts and I see their podcasts and, you know, they just record them in their places and it's pretty chill. And I thought, why don't I do the same thing? So I love having conversations with you. If you want to join for more, make sure to subscribe (laughs) and you will keep on hearing my laughs and my thoughts and everything that goes, goes on in this mind. But it's just really fun to do live with you if you're out there and I'm not just speaking to the void and I hope someone sees it someday. So welcome to Liminality. This is Ellie, your host. And Happy New Year.